0: hey what's up welcome to today's video last day of 2018 happy new year's um, today we're going to discuss about another ico uh, being very scammy and shady such a shocker i know ergo we got a funny threat from the ceo saying that he would sue if this article was published we got tone vase with his predictions for the bitcoin price in 2019 where are we going to go are we going to go below thousand dollars did we pass the bottom already i'm going to share his perspective now we also have giants we have jordan peterson and check this out tony robbins shilling bitcoin to their followers tony robbins 3 million followers you know it's freaking tony robbins man jordan peterson with 1 million followers talking about bitcoin amazing uh we got here some uh, issues with stable coins they are starting to Uh, require uh, where the money is coming from so basically we're starting to see the same issues that we have with PayPal and MasterCard we're starting to see that with stablecoins not your keys not your um, uh, not your bitcoins pretty much Um, just asking to confirm where you get the money from you know just looking at your business and basically becoming shady like the solution that they were created to escape right ironically also we got the death of a thousand cryptocurrencies Wow, man, bear market is tough. Deadcoins.com listing all of the dead coins that are dying with reasons of why they're dead. Um, we got also Coinopsy, uh, just pretty funny. We're going to discuss that. We got someone buying a Crypto Kitty for $170,000 $170, in Ether. Um, so yeah, it looks like Ethereum dApps are still alive and well. People are still paying top dollar, top Ether for buying Crypto Kitties. Um, we got here a rebuttal to the Ethereum criticism from Tour Demester a few days ago. Pretty good rebuttal, pretty good response um, from an Ethereum core developer. Also, Roger Ver being denied to, list, uh, to use Bitcoin Cash. So he basically offered $1.25 million to OpenNode to integrate with Bitcoin Cash. Um, and they're like, no, we're going to turn it down. We're only integrating with Bitcoin. So yeah, we're going to discuss everything that's happening. What's up? My name is VR on the Cryptosphere. I actually recorded two other videos today already. They're going to be up on the channel soon. Uh, One is about New Year's resolutions and how I think you can set goals the right way to be, you know, to lose weight, uh, get rich and achieve your dreams and uh, how to avoid doing it, and I think most people are doing it wrong. And then the second video is just more of a personal uh, update about what I think uh, about me, about what the channel has been going through in 2018 and what are my goals for 2019. So yeah, today the market is just going sideways, nothing too interesting. I mean, yeah, just some random altcoins pumping, some random altcoins dumping. That's pretty much the crypto market for you in one sentence. Bitcoin is at $3,910. Um, let me see, Ethereum at $136, Ripple at 36 cents 2 Okay, let's get started. We got this um, coin, Ergo. I thought it was a money grab when I saw it, to be honest. So they just have a lot of fun. It's this project, distributed trust at scale. Um, if I recall correctly, it was a project that uh, was just building a, a DApp platform, you know, scalability, Ethereum killer, that sort of thing. Now, they got some pretty legit backers. I see Sequoia is involved. Let me see if I uh, Arrington Capital. Okay, cool. See who else. Yep. Yeah, so now there was a, a FUD report that came out about them. Um, let me show you: dodgy listings and out of money VCs dump Ergo OTC Desk shadow operation and investor censorship. So yeah, basically in this article they just lay out um, someone is a whistleblower show, showing what's happening with Ergo. They lay out a bunch of uh, FUD. Uh, 43.1 million tokens dumped in a single hour and Bilac sees fake ergo volume. There's like fake volume involved. So basically, it's a great example of how much shady stuff was going on with ICOs in 2018. And the most hilarious part is really the last sentence. We asked um, uh, the CEO uh, based out of the UK to comment on this. So basically, they sent him this, right? And according to them, I don't know if it's true, but according to them, He's responded, saying that he would sue if this was published in the true spirit of decentralization and transparency. (laughs) Woohoo! I thought this little sense of humor was hilarious. Yeah man, just nothing to say. I mean, case closed, right? Um, Let me see, it doesn't load for some reason. All right, Tone Vase. Um, So, he published a few predictions in May and then he published a few predictions now. Look, I'll be honest, I don't like the fact that he's like so all over the place. Like, I cannot really understand what he's saying. I mean, I'm looking at this here. I think that this is way more complex than it has to be. Um, Yeah, simplicity. Like, you know, yeah. But anyways, what he says, um, he said in May, there was like, it's so vague, man. It's so so confusing. Anyways, what he says right now, I'll show you uh, here. So he said it yesterday. Update for 2019, I still think we'll go below $3,000. There's a 10% chance we'll go below a thousand. 40% chance will be below one to $2,000. So this is the most likely scenario out of all the options. Um, then 20% will bottom between two to three thousand and then 30% chance that we already bottomed. So overall still bearish. I like this here. This is pretty relatively straightforward. When new all-time high, he thinks so, I'm uh, most likely in 2020 or 2021. Okay, see those are like the vastly, most likely um, possibilities. Man, 2020, wow, that's going to take us a while to recover from this uh, euphoria that we had in 2017. It's going to take years to recover. So yeah, pretty cool prediction. Let me know what you think. Honestly, um, I think, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Bitcoin going below $2,000, that would be insane, man. That would be so hard to imagine. If I had to guess. I would guess we'll go below between two to three thousand bucks. But who knows? You know, the stock market is starting to correct right now. There might be some external things, right? If we go into a global recession. So you never know. You never know. Now, what you do know is Jordan Peterson, my man, um, love this guy, awesome guy. Uh, Check out his YouTube videos if you haven't already. Great philosopher, psychologist, just a thought thinker, great, great thinker. And he basically promoted the article of Time magazine praising Bitcoin as potential bastion of freedom. So, yeah, this is uh, great. Jordan Peterson, we need him. We say here, Nick Carter, Jordan, welcome to the resistance. That's cool. Now, Tony Robbins also published an article on his website. He went an extra step um, publishing an article, what you need to know about Bitcoin. So someone in his team wrote this. He didn't write it himself. Um, What you need to know about Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin? How does it work? What separates Bitcoin from other coins? Why has it been in the news so much? Okay, cool. If Bitcoin adoption continues to grow, the financial structure as we know it will be altered, but no one really knows how. Cool. So yeah, another bullish article for Bitcoin at the same day. Is this a coincidence? Either way, amazing. Just great to see um, so, so many big people, you know, talking about Bitcoin like that. And Tony is setting here the stage for other influencers and famous people to talk about Bitcoin. Without being worried, you know, he's kind of like pioneering here, although there's been so many celebrities talking about Bitcoin, but he might be one of the first in this bear market after it crashed so much. He's kind of putting himself um, in, in some risk because people say like, oh, it crashes. Don't talk about it, Tony. Right. There's not much for him to gain from it directly. So I respect him kind of taking that risk and still talking about Bitcoin. Also, um, Larry Ceramac saying this was going to happen eventually. All regulated stablecoins are obligated to know the source of funds coming to redemption. So yeah, basically, stablecoins, some fud about it. When the source of funds is suspicious or not clear, the account is either frozen until it is cleared up or the account can be closed altogether. This should not come as a surprise to anyone. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, I agree. Okay, now also we have a thousand cryptocurrencies, nearly a thousand that are dead during the spare market. So basically they're looking at projects that were either scams, never delivered the product or have very low trading volume and very low adoption rate. And then they just listed them out and they found it in 2018. Voila, you've got a thousand of these that popped up. I guess it's just a good sign that we're at least clearing the space, you know, making room, uh, removing the weak coins and strengthening strengthening the existing coins that are that have actual utility um, and if you go also what was that website i think it was coin oh on chain onchain on chain that shows you this website shows you the daily transactions that are happening at every blockchain um and uh, oh they just redirected okay they got acquired or something cool so they show you the daily um active addresses for every project which is pretty cool Let me see if it's going to load correctly or if it's going to... Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Let me see here. 24 hour changes. No. Yeah, number of active addresses. Yeah, that's the one I wanted to find. Okay, cool. So if you sort out the number of active addresses, you can see that uh, Bitcoin is the biggest one. Um, And then followed by Ether, Litecoin, Dodge, Dash, and uh, what is that, Tron? Okay, nice. Let me remove some stuff here. So yeah, and then if you look at the stats, you can actually see that except for like the top 10 coins or something like that, most of them just aren't being used. They're just like ghost coins pretty much. So if you look here, except for like the the top 10, like Bitcoin Cash is like 17. 1,740 active addresses and then everything else has much less active addresses every day So yeah, a lot of these coins aren't being used nearly as much as we think and then also by the way Just as a side note, this is much better than it was before. I think no. No, it's about the same I mean if you look at the top 30 coins like number 30 has only 333 active addresses. It's still nothing right It's still not really being used. So it's crazy. We have so many coins and we don't have that u- much usage for a lot of these coins. So it's just crazy to me looking at these stats. Even now at the you know at, at the bottom of a bear market, we're still at this stage. Also, um, speaking of a bear market, not in CryptoKitties, man. Someone spent 170 grand on buying a CryptoKitty. I don't know, maybe it was his new year resolution or something, but yeah, CryptoKitties is doing fine. You can see here this gentleman's profile, Rabuno, uh, just buying Different crypto kitties. I mean, hey, you have hobbies. I have hobbies. I don't judge. You want to buy crypto kitties? Spend like money on it. That's cool. Um, let me see here. Yeah, how are crypto kitty prices negotiated? I don't know. Interesting. Also, Open Node. So Open Node is a legit project, right? It's a pretty pretty credible project from what I've seen. Um, and they are trying to integrate payment solutions with Bitcoin and blockchain. Bitcoin for every day, easiest way to accept Bitcoin, discover new ways to monetize and scale your business globally. They got a bunch of credible investors. I forgot who exactly, but but they're not your average ICO. Like They're pretty cool. They didn't even do an ICO. So anyways, uh, they got offered $1.25 million from River to um, in, to basically um, integrate uh, Bitcoin Cash with their uh, solution. And they said no. is pretty cool it's pretty funny that they turned them out like so publicly and then of course we got roger Ver with the legendary image and then people are just like applauding. (laughs) i love you guys oh man it's funny this community is hilarious also did i i think we covered this already before visa is going to purchase a ripple cross-border payments partner airport so there is this company that is a partner for ripple um using uh so it's a payment network for cross-border transactions okay cool um so basically they were acquired by visa so now visa is one step closer to being aware of ripple doing some working with them testing their products and you know the more ripple is going to grow it's just a matter of time until these products are either going to compete or they're going to integrate very directly right you cannot deny it as visa is already big and ripple is growing pretty fast also we got hasu here sharing his journey towards bitcoin minimalism he said i started out open-minded I bought a ton of altcoins and then with every passing month, I ruled out more stuff that does not work via negativa. Eventually, only Bitcoin was left. So he was looking at all these altcoins and he was trying to justify like, okay, what's the use case? How is it used? Blah blah Then blah. he started being very hopeful, right? Like a lot of us uh, like did, you know, like I did, we buy a lot of altcoins. And then over time, you find kind of like the faults of every project um, except for Bitcoin. Even Bitcoin has a lot of faults, right? But I think it has the least... And it has the least faults by far compared to other altcoins, even Ripple and Ethereum, especially Ripple. But anyways, um, yeah, pretty interesting journey. I went through a similar thing. And right now, Ethereum is very interesting to me as well. But uh, Bitcoin is my, my one coin that I like, feel safe storing money in. Also, Bitmain. In case you didn't know, Bitmain is not really a miner. Like, like their business model is not as much mining as it is selling money equ- equipment. So it's mainly an ASIC, ASIC cheaps designer and mining hardware seller. Operating mining pools provides only 1.5% of the revenue. Proprietary mining provides 3.3%. It has 2,600 employees, 500 plus work in mining. So yeah, it's it looks like to me Bitmain is kind of like the make money online guru that makes money online by teaching other people how to make money online. You know what I mean? That's what I feel like when I look at Bitmain. They're just selling people like like, look, like we make money mining, but buy our products, and then how they're actually that's how they're actually making money, right? Pretty funny situation. Rumors indicate Bitmain would be shutting down their mining operations that translate into layoffs, mining hardware sold on secondhand markets, and mining farms for sale. Okay, possible. Also, we got some issues with Augur. So Augur is one of the most complex dApps that went live on Ethereum a few months ago. It's a pretty cool project it's a prediction market you can make uh, bets with people on predictions and now they have some issues and jimmy song talks about it so um looks like augur resolved this bet incorrectly there were three um, so the result was so they determined that their winning outcome was two whereas the real result was three according to jimmy and then people so someone was right but he still didn't get paid and then someone was wrong and he got paid anyways Uh, so yeah don't you hate it when you are right but the market is wrong so, look, I'm not bashing Augur. I think it's a cool project. I'm just saying we still have issues with those dApps, and those are still early days, especially for dApps on Ethereum early days. Uh, yeah, still a long way to go. Also, Eric Voorhees saying the longer the shutdown continues, the higher the risk that people discover how unnecessary that whole organization is. Is he talking about the US Gov? I think so. What I find amazing is that people want them to get back to work, in reality, destroying the economy. Wow. Okay, so people are kind of um, uh, uh, yeah, kind of intense here. I didn't know that there is still a shutdown. They're talking about the US government, right? Unlike those who think voting solves problems. Yeah, some pretty deep stuff when you go into crypto. It's pretty deep stuff. Also, we got Francis Pouliot here with a big uh, thread about Bitcoin, why he's excited about it, and uh, just sharing why he's, ex- why he's bullish on, this, on, uh, on crypto and what his strategy right now. Um, my strategy is stable Bitcoin income, business profits in Bitcoin, not owning fiat. My thesis, Bitcoin markets have a pattern of discovering the increase in Bitcoin held by HODLer's last result. And then he basically shares why he thinks that um, right now we're going to move up from here. Um, let me show you soon, actually. Then he shares people closely involved in Bitcoin, saw scaling Bitcoin 2015 coming, podcast, Bitcoin Core, roadmap, da-da-da. Uh, colored coins, multi seek, side chains, merchants, exchanges. Many sold everything they could for Bitcoin at 200 bucks. Bullish. And then in January, he was excited because of Segwit. Uh, uh, uh. An obvious time to buy. And then it says during 2017 2018, the value proposition of Bitcoin increased massively. Network effects, coherent ideologies, infrastructure, resistance, anti fragility, liquidity, power, influence, Bitcoin maximalism, and the hodlers of less result resort shaping up to be monumental price floor pillar fast forward to now in 2019 demand for bitcoin fundamental value increases finance prefers for 2020 financial slash economic crisis censorship in full swing european banks fail Geo- geopolitics of trade b2b settlement billions gearing up for investments this create creates hodlers cool and then he's um, excited about it. He says, look, this is going to repeat pretty much again. We're going to have a face, fast like pump, like we had in 2017, 2013. Then we're going to have a slow correction, like a slow crash to the bottom. And then we're going to go sideways. Then it's going to go start going up. Um, so, and then he says, Bitcoin has the most brilliant minds and powerful resources. I can promise in 2019, all of the financial and software infrastructure for Bitcoin scale standard will scale faster than ever. Cool. Yeah, so he's very excited about that. I definitely agree, but I think we're kind of preaching to the choir here. I think we talked about this for a lot. I think we'll see more merchant adoption in 2019 than the two previous years or more combined at higher percentage of HODLers. Huh. Um, countless unknown anonymous HODLers are quietly accumulating. We're seeing a Bitcoin standard in the future. Cool. In 2019, it's easier, less risky, a better deal. Yeah, the risk reward right now for Bitcoin is is insane, in my opinion. Um, He has the same feeling as summer 2015, bullish. Cool. Also, we got Liber Patron. So someone created an alternative to um, Patreon. And uh, it's somehow backed by BTC Pay Server. Never heard of them. But basically, it says most Patreon alternatives don't implement the full Patreon feature set. This seeks to change it. Simple site, alpha, not mobile. Cool. So he basically created a self-hosted Patreon alternative. So we need something like this. We need solutions that are self-hosted that you can store it on your server and you can get donations automatically and you don't need to use a third-party server. Like right now, for example, even when I get a a crypto payment, I'm still using like a third-party to get the payment. And ideally, I would like to get the payment by installing something on my server, on my website that collects the crypto payment. That would be much, much better. You know what I mean? So that would be much more um, safe. So he's going in that direction. And yeah, I don't know if this is going to succeed or something else. But in five years from now, we're probably going to have decentralized solutions to these issues that we're seeing with censorship. Something that's going to be censorship resistant. Also, the power of owning demand. Google paid Apple $9 billion to continue to be the default search on iOS. Wow, crazy. Microsoft Bing, by contrast, generated $1.7 billion in revenue. So Apple, quote unquote, search business five x that one of Microsoft, right? It's five times bigger without having a search engine. Power of simplicity, huh? Pretty cool. Also, uh, we got a survey in China that forty percent of people would buy crypto. I think it's a bunch of BS, bro. Um, this was done by the crypto news site 8BTC. So maybe they surveyed people that were inside of a crypto event or something. But yeah, like I, I don't, I don't see this. Translating into reality, like we have nothing near 40% of Chinese people holding crypto Also, Leon Fo with an insightful tweet, Changely now supports many USD coins What it means is that I can trade to from fiat to my favorite altcoin without going through Bitcoin or Ethereum This is huge when Bitcoin and Ethereum networks when they're congested and volatile this year and last Cool, so you can use something like a stablecoin Also, um, we got a tweet here, which I agree with We got this person here anonymous saying that he all of his attempts to convince people to be interested in Bitcoin failed. Uh, He says it must come from within, it must come from that person organically. At this early stage of Bitcoin development that will only happen with a small percentage of people. That's okay, we're in no rush. In fact, slower is better. Yeah man, I definitely agree. I don't try to get anyone into crypto, I'm kind of like the opposite. I don't want them to get into crypto. I don't want like people ask me, what do you do? I don't want to say the word Bitcoin because I don't want to defend and I don't want to argue. I'm like, look, if you're really asking, like I'll share about Bitcoin. But if you're just trying to like prove your point and you're not really like open minded, then I'm really not interested in talking to you about this subject. And I think this is a better approach. I think um, genuine curiosity is going to be better. I mean, if you somehow find a way that they can use Bitcoin, you can be like, if they're having a problem, a specific problem, and they could use Bitcoin, then you recommend it to them. If they get banned from PayPal or whatever, you can tell them about Bitcoin. But besides that, if you just think that Bitcoin is cool, like telling them about it is not going to help, in my opinion. Also, no words needed. We got Satoshi Light here, founder of Litecoin, on the UFC ring um, uh, with the Litecoin crew. Uh, next to their sponsored logo. I wonder how much money they spent on this. Anyone has any idea? But yeah, um, either way, uh, pretty cool to see some sort of adoption. Um, I read in the comments yesterday, you guys said that you were able to buy tickets with Litecoin, so that's great. At least we're having some usage here. Um, I think that's cool. With that being said, I wanna see them fighting in the ring next time. That's gonna be funny. Also, we got a tweet. So we got a thread about proof of work versus proof of stake and Murad Mahmoudov, um was arguing, was debating someone um, about that and he put the argument for proof of work very nicely. He said, proof of work is survival of the fittest slash of increasingly more efficient. Even with high costs of entry, the rich quote unquote in proof of work need to keep improving non-stop. And then when you compare it, uh, in comparison, proof of stake is survival of the already current biggest coin holders slash pre-mine receivers. So basically, it's um, the, the, the rich getting rich. You know, like the king passes it to his son, right? Passes it to his son, right? And then proof of work is natural selection. Proof of stake is the, the cabins. Never heard of this word. Man, he's so smart, man. I need to... He's using words I don't even know. But yeah, um, definitely agree. The proof of work right now, like Bitmain needs to keep improving. Need to get their stuff together. Proof of stake, they wouldn't have these issues right now. So yeah, this is... Bitmain is constantly under threat. Whereas if it was proof of stake... They they would just could rest on their laurels. They could just run like from like run like a a computer, run like a server from their home, you know, on their laptop or whatever on the server, and not worry about it this much. But because it's proof of work, they need to work, right? So that's a really good argument for the security of proof of work versus proof of stake. I think it's a pretty uh, big difference. Also, in this twenty in 2018, this year we got white hat hackers earning eight hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars from crypto bug bounties in 2018. Most of them come from EOS uh, and Coinbase, so more more than half of them from uh, Hacker One, which is related to Block One, which is the company that's through, behind uh, EOS, and then the second pair is Coinbase. So yeah, bug boundaries for hackers very important to make sure that your blockchain is secure. Also, we got a website lush.com. I've never heard of them. Maybe they're really big, but now apparently you can pay uh, with Bitcoin on their website. Let's let's look it up right now. Let's do it on the fly. So now they just started accepting Bitcoin. So that's cool seeing this. What is it? Heavy gifting zone. Continue. Fresh handmade cosmetics. Okay, nice. Shout out to Lush for accepting Bitcoin. Cool, not crypto related at all. That's nice. That's good to see this adoption. Also Bitcoin Cash block sizes, average less than hundred kilobytes, defeating the point of its creation. Bitcoin Cash right now. Yeah, struggling to find a use case. I'm very skeptical of Bitcoin Cash. I mean, it's great to have them, but I'm just skeptical about them surviving. Now, let me see if there's anything else I'd like to mention. Yeah, and then finally, in 2018, the number one emerging job, the number one fastest growing job was blockchain programming, um, specifically learning Solidity, Ethereum, Web 3.0, Node.js, and just cryptocurrency in general. So if you guys are interested in, uh, in that, there's a huge opportunity right now in 2019, if you're not sure what you like to do, I really recommend you guys consider becoming a blockchain developer. There's huge demand right now from companies that are going into the space. You saw. Um, So there is a lot of demand and there's very short supply because this skill set is very new. There's not a lot of people that know it. So as such, the salaries are very, very high. So I'm going to do a webinar. I'm going to link to it in the description. You can check it out. Where I'm going to show you how you can learn programming from scratch. Even if you're not a developer, I'm going to show you how you can get a job as a developer they'll make you earn anywhere from 85 to 145 thousand dollars a year my first business was making android apps they got millions of downloads when i was out of high school no degree no previous experience just results so if you're interested in that definitely make sure to sign up check the links below and uh, yeah guys much love hope you have a fantastic fantastic 2018 i'm really grateful for every single one of you for watching the videos and uh, i'm gonna upload two more videos on this channel today so check them out about a personal update if you're curious about what's going on with this channel and me and then also new year's resolutions and my opinions about them okay much love see you soon bye bye.